You are listening to the Climbing the Thorn Blodgecast with Cuba and Ish. Yeah, I'm Cuba. Climbing the Thorn FM and I'm Ish. And we have a guest today. It's going to be a really good chat about some cool things. Anything we need to touch on? Any housekeeping? Uh, anything? A few things we need to touch on. I'm yeah. not sure if all of it can be cleaned up in time. But this week on the Claim of Throne Blodgecast, we are lucky enough to be having a chat with one Lord of the Logos himself, Mr. Christoph Spigel. Uh, Christoph recently did a logo for me for my whatever it is band solo project thing. And yeah, so we just got him on the line today, launched directly into a conversation about his work, what he does, and yeah, how you can get hold of him. So it's time to do it. Enjoy. Can we hear each other? Yes. Great. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Ah, beautiful. Are you on the phone or do you have video? Can you see us? Uh, I do have the video. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. I can then not hold my phone and I can work on the logo while talking to you. I can uh, try to put the video on. Uh, you see the logo now. Yeah, wow. The logo for a French band called Amnut Seba. So just all day you're doing this? Uh, this I started uh, early morning today. Wow. I've actually, with this band, I, I made a quick sketch for a band Amnut Seba like a few months ago, in mm-hmm. June, actually. And then I posted it on Instagram. And the band contacted me via Facebook mm-hmm. that they liked the sketch and they would like me to continue working on that logo. Mm-hmm. And so it happened. Beautiful. They don't want to consent to, for, to respond by email. They want to respond only using Facebook Messenger. Okay. Which it's not what I want because I mostly want to communicate everything via email. I guess, um, yeah, should we just, we're rolling now, so we might just actually introduce who you are first. Yes, and, uh, okay. get chatting. So this is Christoph Spagel. Have I said your last name correctly? Uh, Speidel, yes. Speidel. Okay, that's a tough one for us in Australia. So obviously I'm Ash and Cabba is the guy sitting to my left. Good to meet you. What's your name again? Cabba, like, you know, you, you hail a cab like a taxi. <laughs> oh, yes. Cabba. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, he plays in the band Claim the Throne as the singer and the guitarist and yep. I guess the principal songwriter. So, yes. Yeah, and this is our, I guess, our radio show, as you call it, our yeah. podcast. <laughs> and it's a great show. It's a great thing because it's been also like I wanted to work with Amnut Seba, the French band. I've just posted a sketch on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And six months later, the band actually, because it said, this is one of the band I would love to have worked with. Oh, okay. So it- he asks me, what bands do you like, want, you wanted to have done the logo for? Mm-hmm. And what band would you like to work for uh, if you've been given the opportunity? Mm-hmm. I would definitely mention Amnut Seba. Okay. That's the reason 
I'm actually doing that blog on. Mm. They, they want something very elongated, uh, very uh, complex. Yeah. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, yeah. If you can see, they, they said something complex, elongated, um, stretched, uh, tortured. And I don't know if that is responding because, you know, I, with Facebook, I use Facebook only from a stationary computer. Yeah. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to scan this item as a JPEG and then I'm going to send it next time I go on Facebook, which probably will be next week. Okay. Because I'm not a Facebook addict. Yeah, yeah. I know most of the people I know they are on Facebook 24-7. I use Facebook from a stationary computer so I can schedule exactly what time I want to uh, do my uh, session on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And unlike other people, when I go on Facebook, I go straight to my direct messages. Mm. So I miss, I miss, and I'm totally happy missing everybody else, other posts. <laughs> mm. I tend to miss them because I just go straight on my messages. Yeah. Do you have a lot of people asking you for work over Facebook? Yes. So you treat it more Quite. like a business thing almost. Yeah. And actually now people, if they don't get an answer from me, they're going to post uh, on Facebook on their stages. Anybody doing logos out there or anybody doing free logos. And actually, you would be very surprised how many response a post like that gets. Yeah, okay. Because I've been tagged or mentioned. Ah, Christoph Spidel does logos. And most of the time, this kind of clients, they expect a $10 and $10 submission fee. Mm. So they expect that every artist going to pay a submission fee of $10 per sketch. So imagine how much a client can make money in no time. Mm. Because every artist wants to be part, uh, they want to be in the medley. They want to be on. They want to have to be on the spot. Mm. So the logo artist. It was completely different when I started doing logos in the late eighties. Mm -hmm. Bands were struggling to. Uh, Bands were really struggling to get a logo, and the only communication at that time was letter and landline telephone. So how, how did you get into working with bands in the 80s then? Back in the 80s, I just was going to gigs, metal gigs, and just uh, show the different work I do. I was fascinated with logos. Mm -hmm. And also, it was the time when I was uh, um, writing for a local fanzine called Septico back in 89. In March 89, I joined a local fanzine. And I remember we had uh, interviewed some of the first bands like Asphyx, 
when they've just released their first demo, enter the domain. Mm -hmm. So I was traveling and me and Thierry, we were traveling to underground gigs. Sometimes we could uh, travel a very, very long distance, like as far as Germany, as far as the Netherlands, as far as France, as far as Austria to go to see some really nice gigs. So at gigs, we were selling our fanzine and our compilation. And it was the compilation was called Morbid Noise at that time. Mm -hmm. And we had um, we've been meeting people who sometimes uh, when there was a Morbid Angel gig in Belgium, uh, we had the people who traveled as far as Spain, Italy, Switzerland to catch up with the guys. And uh, sorry, were you playing music at the time or were you just interested in it? No, I was just interested in music and was never involved in any band. I just wanted to focus on music and I very soon found that I could be an actor in the metal scene by creating logos. Mm. Some of the Australian bands we were in touch with mm -hmm. and really like me was Disembowlment. Oh yeah, cool. Uh, Slaughter Lord, uh, Sadistic Execution, yeah. uh, Mortal Sin, uh armored angel there were some really great bands yeah it's lots of big names that's pretty cool and do they give you like a concept or you just make idea for them and show them a sketch i always work with a sketch because i do quick sketches within a few minutes like it's been case for you guys mm. or spherical so quick sketches, uh, it depends. I do a first lot of quick sketches if the client chooses which sketch he likes. But a lot of time, I can do 100 sketches and the client will say none of the sketches are speaking to <laughs> us. Oh, really? And another 500 sketches, huh. nothing is speaking to us it's we're just it's been a case with a band uh called proscriptions i spent actually eight months doing quick sketches and all the time the band has said no it's not it doesn't grab me it doesn't speak to me do you ask for direction from bands like that for direction and they said well it's got to be something at the same time unique mm. it must have a personality and all the sketches you've sent they just don't have this uniqueness so you need to look at something more unique you need to to start using your brain cells <laughs> because so far all the sketches you've been sending are nothing near of what i'm looking for <laughs> that seems crazy to me because you know one of the reasons i sought you out was obviously because i enjoyed a lot of the sketches oh sorry the logos you actually did so i thought that's yeah you know i like your style yes so they would know what style to expect when they they talk to you i'm working with another australian band a band called lumen ad mortem okay they are very scared 
for example, when I sent them catches, mm -hmm. uh, they were not responding at all. Mm. At all. So they just sent me a sort of their sketches that I've developed. Mm. And then they send me like 20 emails. Uh, oh, I was hoping, right. Uh, I was waiting for the other members to chime in, but I don't want to leave you waiting for a reply. I really want your input as well, especially with your vibe. Ah, I forgot the geometric same. I want the geometric shame to be absolutely exactly the same as the one I did on my sketch. It has to be exactly same proportion, same size. Ah, then I want you to take off the candles and the stars and the sparkles and make a more rough. Though they've sent me every time in a separate email what they want to change. Mm. Rather than what I've asked them initially, mm. I don't mind waiting a few days. Can you speak with everyone in the band and make notes in one single email as well as relevant attachments? Mm. They are not doing it. They mm. are not doing what I'm asking them to do. Communication is important. Do you just do like extreme metal or other bands? I have done recently non-metal logo. And also I did the Rihanna logo for the VMA awards, that Rihanna death metal logo. Yeah. So I have absolutely no limits. And I have to say that with my experience working with extreme metal bands, is getting easier and quicker to the completion yeah. because unlike any other artists i have a different approach success comes from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm it doesn't matter how many sketches you're gonna do uh, 10 sketches 100 sketches 10,000 sketches one million sketches it doesn't matter how much time i'm gonna spend of them one week uh one month uh a year 10 years it absolutely doesn't matter the only one thing that does import for me and is very important is not losing your enthusiasm mm. i actually had a band called endless damnation i spent five months sending sketches and then they stopped responding and two weeks later you know i kept sending them sketches and drafts we were very close we had the base completely developed because we worked step by step we started quick sketches then we did a developed draft they wanted like hundreds of changes on the pencil draft uh, they were very happy with it. And then it was the time for the outline. And that is the time where they've lost their patience. And they said, we actually, after four months, we still don't have a suitable logos. You've sent a lot of options, but none of them. So we ask you to stop 
working on this logo because we only got frustrated and it all turned out. On this question, I have looked for uh, some external help so I could have a graphic designer to help me to rectify or to make quick effects. I don't understand how could it take so long because I would have thought as an artist with an established style that a band would come to you. You've got a history to look at and look at all the work you've done and you have your own style. So wouldn't that just be driving towards that? Unfortunately, not every client thinks like you have mentioned. I actually got clients who get frustrated. They're not getting what they want. They get frustrated and there is something inside them which blocks. Mm. And then they started taking much more time to respond to emails. Uh, and then they said, we had a very long discussion with all your sketches. And we clearly see that the sketches you are, you have produced hundreds of sketches. None of them are actually nowhere near what we are looking for. Mm. So we don't want to waste our time with you. Uh, we have decided to terminate this collaboration and we've decided to go with another artist. Okay. Do you ever take a deposit or something or, you know, because that's a lot of time you've got to spend for that. Like, how does that work up front? Every single time. Okay. For example, Endless Damnation, mm -hmm. because I took two deposits. Mm. I took the first deposit of 100 euros and then I take, took a second deposit of 250 euros. Mm. Is that after quite a while of working together or something? Yes. Mm. I just said it's taking a while. We had 160 hours. Mm. I must take deposit. Yeah. 160 hours on Skype, just Skype only. <laughs> really? Uh, if it was up to you, what would you think a good time for a logo is and how would you decide it's finished? Uh, I didn't catch exactly your question. Can you try to explain it in different words? So if a band can't make up their mind in an ideal yes. world, how would you uh, know when a logo is finished to your expectations? A logo is finished when first the band doesn't have any notes or any. So I'm asking, do you have other critiques? or can you run the logo with the band? And most of the time when it's a band with like more than three or four members, mm -hmm. there will be generally a lot more uh, back and forth. Mm. So I had often bands like uh, six pieces. They are taking, yes, our keyboardist doesn't like, the sketch. Well, in the meantime, our keyboardist have uh, been um, has left the band. So we all like the band, the logo, and then they recontacted me and said we've got like a new guitarist, a new bassist, and we showed the logo, our current logo, and we would like you to change the direction. Hmm. So I think like by the sounds of it, I think uh, 
with Claim the Throne, we've done a lot of touring and we've met a lot of different bands. And we find usually the it's the newer bands who are trying to find their feet and trying to find their style who have trouble making a decision, if that makes sense. Exactly. Mm. That's been the case with Endless Damnation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been the case with an Italian band called Winterblot. Mm-hmm. Because they also, they also terminated the collaboration. Yeah, okay. I do have quite a fair deal of clients who they send me an email. Sorry, but we're not getting in the direction. We're not excited about how the logo is coming on. Mm. Uh, the most reason why it's been the failure, too many people, they don't realize how close they are to success mm. when they gave up. How, how was it working with some of the bigger bands, Wolves in the Throne Room or Emperor, etc.? Yes. Was it much easier uh, or more enjoyable? Uh, I actually worked quite a few times with Wolves on the Throne Room, and that was the most enjoyable band. Mm. It's a fascinating logo. Well, there's a few of them, but that really intricate, it, detailed one is, is pretty crazy. How long did it take you? Uh, that took me a few hours, and actually it was a very short-term, a very short-term collaboration, because I needed to get this logo done. Mm-hmm. It was a very, very strict time limit of like one week. So they gave me a direction and I just sent them straight away a logo. Mm. But when I saw them live, I came across a different idea. And then had to you clean know, it up? Different idea was this elongated logo with four wolf heads. That is an idea that's been dwelling in my mind when I was listening to the music. And that logo, the logo where I had complete control, I've submitted them a fully uh, developed logo rather than just a sketch. Yeah, that one's insane. Probably the most crazy logo I've ever seen, I reckon. It's a very elongated logo. And it's a sort of logo that was reflecting at that time in 2010. The concept, uh, it was 2009. It was the concept of depressive modern. Mm. Yeah, I've seen this. Is that your own philosophy sort of thing or art style? Yes, it was a sort of philosophy that was uh, taking a pinnacle at that time. Mm. Depressive modern, it was a sort of idea of having Art Deco-inspired logos, mm-hmm. which at the moment, instead of having the very nice, joyful, uh, stylish, and very polished curve, to make it instead very depressed. And the main depressive modern um, architect in 1930, in the early 30s, it was Bruce Goff. And an example of depressive modern building was actually 
the Episcopal uh, Church, the Boston Avenue Episcopal Church in Tulsa, in Oklahoma. Okay. That was the departure point of the depressive modern style. What I'm going to uh, use as main inspiration. Wow. Very tall, very angular. And that was uh, where the whole um, the whole current that I've created has built up. So I did some logos that appeared in some of the books that I've created. Mm -hmm. The book, the logo has a few depressive modern logos. The characteristic of a depressive modern logo is generally to be very tall rather than rectangular to be really tall forming almost like a vertical pattern rather than a horizontal pattern because a lot of especially metal bands have that very horizontal pattern are you trying to break out of the mold a little bit with some yeah, of that and, yeah and actually when i did the logo of emperor in 1991 i was trying to break out of the mold of this unreadable black metal logos which were uh, looking more like a heap of branches oh, yeah the emperor logo was an example of trying to of a breakaway it still mm. looks evil but you can read it yes that was exactly the purpose is i could do a very extreme logo but also very simple and very powerful because a simple logo is much more memorable it can be even used and still readable if you size it down to very little like yeah. the size of a thumbnail <laughs> do you think uh, that inspired some other artists to do similar logos after that yes. time uh, actually the inspiration came uh, with other logo artists like, for example, Chris Horst, who did the Archspire logo. Ah, oh, yeah. Me and Chris Horst, we've collaborated together. Uh, Raoul Mazzero from uh, View from the Coffin. He's an Italian artist and he does remarkable logos. Uh, Gragov from Luciferian War Graphics. Uh, he's very controversial in the sense that I had a lot of clients who got a logo first by Luciferium War Graphics and then they came to me, said they're not happy with the work of Luciferium War Graphics. Why is that? Maybe a bit more digital than you? No, it's the main reason that it's one-sided communication. Ah. Luciferium War Graphics, he doesn't go through quick sketches. He may wait two weeks and then he sends a fully developed logo. And then when sending revision, rather than doing sketches and doing small amendments, he just sends a fully developed logo. And then when the client redirects him, he just does, doesn't do 
what the client does. And the client gets frustrated and terminates the collaboration. Okay. Have you ever worked with him at all or spoken to him or, or do I you like his work? I do like some of his work. I actually have seen the logos that he did for himself, for his company, Luciferium War Graphics. Mm-hmm. And he did for some excellent bands like... Um, Perth's The Harvest Trial. Uh, like, for example, Temple Abattoir from Brazil. Or Dimhol from Bulgaria. And he did some amazing logos. But also, on occasion, he doesn't... Uh, I had quite a few clients complaining about one-sided conversation about him not taking on board so do you feel yeah so for you do you feel that it's communication is very important it's essential it's basically the paramount of a successful collaboration quality people ask quality questions therefore they get quality answers. By asking better questions, they get better answers and that helps them to obtain a better quality styles. But you know what's the most important after a collaboration? Like that, after a successful collaboration as an artist, it's not what you gain by it. You gain a payment of $100 or depends of each client, depending of the number of revisions. Mm-hmm. And we often do, I do everything on a flexible agreement. So I never make a fixed price, like for example, Gragoff, but I make a flexible price. We are coming always to an agreement in regards of the budget of the client and also in regard of the amount of time I have spent on an artwork. But the most important is not what I get as a payment, it's what I become. That I become more respected, that I am becoming more talked about, that I'm becoming with uh, higher records, that I'm becoming a more credible and trustable, by with confidence uh, artist. That is important. What I become. How many artists have you worked with now? Many. Quite a lot. <laughs> I would say collaborations I've done with a graphic designer called Luca De Pino, who is the main one. He's an Italian guy, and he often uh, helps me to vectorize logos. Do you find that that's quite important these days in the digital era? The digital format is that I don't have the skills nor the equipment to and especially, I don't have the time to vectorize logos. Mm. I have to focus on what I do the best. Yeah, that's really Me smart. Getting the logos. 
you use a lot of old school methods. Like we saw you just now using texter and pencil still. So is that your main format you'd prefer to stay in the physical world? I actually love the physical aspect by the sense that I do work by scanning the item as a JPEG message, as a JPEG file. I've already uh, done uh, TIF files, mm -hmm. but they have been often rejected by clients because clients are unable to open them mm. using their smartphone. Yeah, of course. Uh, PNG, um, they are somewhat restrictive, and the JPEG are actually the most polyvalent and most universal size files, uh, formats that can be opened by anyone from any device. Our audience are a lot of people that are in bands, especially ones who are starting out and bands who have got, you know, albums and things underway. Uh, what would you say maybe to them, if they are interested in getting a logo or artwork or anything, maybe explain about yourself and what you do and how people can get in touch? Yes, I think the first important thing, if they want to get in hold of me, first and foremost important thing is know what they are looking for. Yeah. Taking the time to look at my numerous works, which are on Facebook, on Instagram, on Flickr, uh, on Twitter, and uh, even on Badu. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, when I was looking at your stuff, I did come across quite a few, and also I enjoyed a lot of the different Flickr sites and Facebook and your Instagram as well. I followed you there. Yeah, Instagram is actually now becoming the main platform for my work to be seen because. Example, the same logo that I post on Facebook and on Instagram. On Instagram, it will get 100 likes or just five likes on Facebook, which clearly yeah. proves Facebook is going down. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely remember, not as visual a medium as Instagram, I find. Remember that in 2006, MySpace was mm. very strong. And now nobody, hardly anyone goes on MySpace. Mm, that's true. I my account on MySpace, but it's been a year I haven't checked it. Yeah, that's it. And also your book, a lot of the logos, is that still in print? Are you able to get a copy for these bands out there who might want to check out a lot of your work in high detail? Unfortunately, that book is sold out. Okay. But you can still find it in notable uh, and fine bookstores like Gordon Harris, for example. Okay. I think you can find it in Gordon Harris stores. Do you have any Gordon Harris in Australia? No, not in Australia, but maybe there's online uh, portal uh, or something. There is Gordon Harris, uh, they stored a book, the one in uh, Auckland and the one in Wellington. Oh, yeah, in New Zealand. Cool. Yeah. 
because they are physical oh. Gordon doors gotcha. in the New Zealand. And they still have my book on sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, Oregon, Powell Books, that's a very, very huge bookstore. They still have my book on sale. Yep. So at this stage, you are likely to find my book in uh, refined uh, stores. Mm. Yeah, awesome. I'm not too sure if you will still find it on Amazon. And also because I'm in the process of writing the second volume, which will be called Archaic Modernism. Okay, awesome. Uh, that will not... Uh, my book is probably not going to be reprinted. Okay. Is there any reason for that? Like, is that your choice or...? Uh, the reason of the book not being reprinted is uh, that would uh, hamper the sales of the second volume. Okay, fair enough. Been done by a different publisher. Yeah. The release date is uh, scheduled for September. Oh. Do you know the the two publishers? that I have choose to make work together. Uh, the Italian publisher Archaeological Records and the British-based Italian publisher Heavy Metal Artworks, Heavy Music. They have released a compilation book called Arte Arcana with some of my work as a compilation. And now I made them work together, archaeological records, because the guy, Giulio Di Mauro, who is um, also manager of Current 93 and has a very big knowledge about my work, mm. has, is a very good writer. So there will be also writings done by me, but there will also be writings done by him as well as there will be guests. There will be guest writers. And so it'll be a big collaborative effort. It will be a real, like the first book, Lord of the Logos was more of a dogmatic book, more of displaying the kind of works I'm doing. Yeah. The second volume will be a sort of unique or way of sharing my experiences and also having uh, members of basically my public being the actors in that book. Yeah, the cool. release date is scheduled for 2020. Okay, so that's a while off. So are you doing a lot of long-term planning then? Yeah, it's a long term and I actually find long term plans being uh, uh, long term plans being a lot more appropriate and more suitable to my busy schedule. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. And do you do this for a full time job? Unfortunately, no. And the main reason why I'm not doing it as a full time job is because nowadays 
there is such a competition. Most of the bands, when they are looking for a logo, they're not going to contact me. They're going to post in public on Facebook. Anyone out there does great logos or do you know anybody who does great logos and that posts get about 50 <laughs> re replies within one day time. Yeah, okay. So the competition is literally making impossible mm. uh, that I could do a living because I can be six months without having any logo mm. commissions. And sometimes when I see a post, it's brought to my attention through Facebook. And then I uh, answer, yes, what sort of logo you're looking for? And most of the time, in 99%, they said, well, but unfortunately, there is a submission fee of $10 per artist and per sketch. Mm, wow. Yeah, even a small band like, for example, Erignes from Modesto, which is a symphonic uh, metal band, they actually made some money by calling on submissions. Mm. And they got within one hour a logo completed. Within one hour, they had a confirmed artist who's going to be the winner. Mm. And then they take Just all the money. by sitting on Facebook. Wow. And actually, everybody is doing like that now, these days. Okay. Well, I guess you heard it here first, guys. If you want to support someone who's doing true art with their hands made with a pencil from things in yep. their own mind, reach out to Christoph. Where's the best place they can reach you? You say via email, but you have... The email, but you can look my works on Facebook, Okay. on Instagram. And I made things very, very simple. It's Christoph.Speidel. Yeah, easy done. And then so easy. they can email you and get the conversation going. I think the email is the very best method to get best results. Yeah, great. Also remember that Skype is also an idea that I'm suggesting to difficult clients. Mm -hmm. And remember the most important message I want to send out to everyone. Message number one. It's not important what you get by working with me. It's important what you become by working with me. Mm -hmm. Second message I want to say, if plan A fails, remember there is 25 letters in the alphabet left. <laughs> Use them. <laughs> and the third message is rule number one, never give up. Rule number two, always remember rule number one. <laughs> Very good rules, I think. And last message, because I always keep forgetting, is when you are looking for a logo, don't leave it to the last minute. Mm. I had this week five emails from ben who contacted me 
Well, we've got all the album artworks. We've got our album. We just need a logo because that is pressurizing. Never put off for tomorrow what you can do today. Procrastination is the thief of time. This is a very, very important message that seems to be forgotten by most of the people who contact me when they leave it up to the last minute mm. to contract me for a logo. Yeah, absolutely. Very good messages. The reason, the reason is because a logo, it involves sketching. And the sketching time can is something I have no control. We're competing against ourselves. We have no control how we perform. I can do one or three sketches and the client will uh, choose a winner within one day. I can do 500 sketches and none of them will be selected. And the client will lose the plot, lose his patience and lose his temper or her temper. But most of the time, uh, male customers seems to have less patience than female clients. My experience that with female clients, they were more precise. There was a much easier communication and also with more anticipation. Mm. Okay, that's interesting. I'm talking strictly about my personal experience. Yeah, sure. Great. All right. Well, thanks, Christoph, for being with us on the show today. Um, yeah, I'd like to thank you a lot. Uh, I hope all of you good listeners out there enjoyed it. And yeah, please reach out to Christoph and get him to do some work with you. I would recommend it. Let's be in touch because working on an additional logo for Claim the Throne would be something that I would enjoy as much as I'm currently enjoying working on that Amenut Seba logo. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. So feel free to reach out for me when you get a chance. Beautiful. Okay. Will do. Yeah, we are in the stages of getting to writing some more music. So yeah, we'll be in touch. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right, no probs. Good luck, Christoph. Cheers. Have a very nice evening. Okay, you too, mate. Bye.